so good to be with the members of the St. Anne Society this morning. You do so many good works in our parish, especially those things that help to elevate marriage and family life. And you are part of a long line of members of the St. Anne Society going back to the early days of our parish, the window of St. Anne that is beautifully dedicated, decorated today shows us that for since time immemorial, the St. Anne Society has been important in the life of St. Lawrence Parish. So thank you for your presence. Thank you for your prayers. Thanks for your ongoing witness to marriage and family life. As you know, there are two versions of the Lord's Prayer found in the Gospels. Today we hear the other one. Today we hear the one that is not prayed at Mass, the one that we do not pray as part of our, our regular prayers, the version that St. Luke gives to us. There is of course, no contradiction between the two versions, and it is no wonder that there is more than one version of the Lord's Prayer around. Jesus was a teacher, and a good teacher, and good teachers know that repetition is the key to learning. It's important to say things over and over again, it's important to repeat the lesson. Our Lord would have taught his prayer on many occasions. And St. Luke gives us the version that is helpful to us as we make some connections between the prayer and the teachings of Jesus and our everyday living. What does Jesus teach us to pray? Hallowed be thy name. May your name be holy, Father. And of course, the name of God is always holy. But what we pray for is that more and more people will acknowledge the holiness of God's name and act accordingly. Think how different our world would be if more and more people would wake up every day acknowledging the holiness of God and the importance of staying connected with him, doing his will, keeping the commandments, our world would be entirely different, which is why we pray, hallowed be thy name. We pray thy kingdom come for the same reason. Again, if more and more people would acknowledge God as Father and live accordingly, the kingdom of God would be more visible to us. There would be less violence and crime and meanness and selfishness if more and more people regarded themselves as loyal subjects of the King of heaven and earth. Give us each day our daily bread. I'll get to that one in a minute. Forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us. That word debt is not a word that we use when we pray the Our Father in the 
way that St. Matthew presents it. St. Luke has our Lord connecting sin and debt. Debt is a burden. There are many young couples who have found the ideal starter home and have gone for financing only to find out that they they can't get a mortgage because they are too deeply in debt. Student debt, consumer debt, their debt is burdensome and it keeps them from realizing what they want to do in life. Sin is the same way. Sin is a burden. Sin corrupts from within. Sin is corrosive. Sin keeps us from living the life that the Father wants us to be able to live. Sin keeps us out of the state of grace. And so we pray in the Our Father, forgive us our sins. Help us to recognize the easy opportunity for the sacrament of penance and reconciliation, the ordinary way in which to find forgiveness for our mortal sins. Help us to make time for that sacrament, we pray. And help us in turn, having received the great gift of forgiveness, help us to do likewise to those who are in our debt because of their actions, their words, their deeds. Help us to be forgiven so that we in turn might relieve the debt of others. Do not subject us to the final test. We are used to praying, lead us not into temptation. And this is a confusing phrase for some. Why are we praying, lead us not into temptation? For we know that God would never lead us down the wrong path. He would never, ever lead us into temptation. But what we are praying is that we will recognize temptation and we will name it for what it is and we will keep our distance. The old rabbis used to say that if you want to avoid falling into a pit, build a fence around it. Let that fence help you to keep your distance. And don't go charging that fence with all your might either. Respect the danger. Lead us not into temptation. Help us to have the wisdom to stay away from those occasions of sin. Help us to build up that virtue by which we resist temptation, that virtue that helps us not to be distracted by those things that glitter and sparkle but are worth absolutely nothing and can bring us to eternal damnation. Do not subject us to the final test. One day each of us will have to stand before the Lord and render an account of our stewardship. 
We will have to render an account of how we have spent our lives. And we pray that we will be able to say, Lord, every day, I tried to thank you. I tried to keep you number one in my life. I tried to serve you. I did the very best I could do. Please, God, we will be able to say that honestly and that we will hear the words that we long to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's joy. Our Lord gives us this beautiful prayer. He teaches us how to pray, and he also reminds us to pray with persistence, to keep asking, to not be ashamed to go back again and again asking the Lord for what we want and what we need. Do not be afraid that you're going to be nagging God. Be persistent as the patriarch Abraham was persistent in asking God for what he wanted. Remember that God always answers our prayers. God always says yes. Or he says no. Or he says not yet. Because God is our Father, a perfect Father. Parents know not to give their kids bad things when they ask for good. What father would give his son a snake if he asked for a fish? What father would give his son a scorpion if he asked for an egg? If earthly parents know how to give what kids need, so much more does our Heavenly Father know what we need even before we ask. We know that there are some parents who give their kids everything they ask for the first time. And we know what those kids are like. We use the term spoiled, don't we? Because they've gotten everything they ever wanted, and it's not good. Our Heavenly Father knows what we need, and He responds perfectly according to what we truly need. Our Heavenly Father does not want His children to be spoiled. Rather, He wants them to conform their will to His and to recognize that he is the source of all good things, and to put their trust in him, that he will answer as it is fitting, yes, no, or not yet. Even our Lord, after pouring out his heart at Gethsemane to the point of sweating blood, concluded his prayer in which he expressed what he wanted. He expressed to his heavenly Father, but not as I will, but thy will be done. 
I promised I'd talk about give us this day our daily bread. It's an important petition. It's an interesting choice of words by our Lord. In fact, that phrase daily bread, the word for daily, is an interesting word. It's found only in two places in the sacred scriptures. It's found in St. Luke's account of the Lord's Prayer and in St. Matthew's. It turns out that that word that we say as say daily means a lot more than once every 24 hours. That word in Greek is epiousios, which means super substantial, more than substantial, more than the bread for our stomachs, more than what it takes to keep us alive so we can do good things for our family and others. But give us this day our super substantial bread, the bread that comes from the hand of God, just as God fed his holy people in the desert with manna, we ask for the gift that is more impressive than manna. We ask for the bread of life. We ask for a share in the Lord's body and blood through the great sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. It is no mere coincidence that we pray at Mass the Lord's Prayer as we are preparing for Holy Communion. For when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, our super substantial bread. We are praying for something that we will receive in Holy Communion but a few moments later. The bread of life a sharing in our Lord's body and blood, soul and divinity. What more could the Lord give us? What more could a perfect Father give to us than that which truly satisfies the human heart and that which foreshadows the everlasting banquet that awaits those who are faithful to the end? And so may our prayer be persistent. May we pray as our Lord instructs. May we ask for those things that we truly need, those things that will be truly good for us, and may we accept the fact that God knows best and that God always hears our prayers and he always answers them according to our best interests.